All right, that's a double purpose to that song, I guess, because it's a Glass Tiger, fine bit of Canadian music. I've got some great news for Canadian bands, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, but it's also kind of in the pocket for my next guest, the Deputy Mayor of Toronto, Jennifer McKelvey, is here. And you've, we've established that you're a big fan of 80s music, which is the soundtrack of my life. So we thought we'd play that for you. But also, this is your last day, and we're not going to forget you. You continue as a city councillor, don't you? That's absolutely right. I continue as a councillor looking forward to serving my constituents of Scarborough Rouge Park 100% of the time. You posted a great picture last night where you were in the mayor's office and looking out the window at Nathan Phillips Square and it was shot from the back. So it was very sort of like that famous picture of Jack Kennedy who's in a window uh, hunched over some documents or something. I mean, it must be a bit melancholy to have to clear out of the mayor's office. Well, a little bit. It's certainly a great view, although I have a wonderful view of Bay Street from my counselor's office. But we took that same picture on the first day as well, saying good morning. And so it just seemed like a really nice way to bookend with a good night, Toronto. And just a reminder that I love you. Well, that is part of the job, though, isn't it? And I wonder what you have absorbed in, I think it was 144 days that you've been basically acting as the mayor of Toronto, um, a, an appreciation of the city and its people. Because if, as a city councillor, you sweat your ward, but as the mayor, you got to worry about everybody. That's right. So as uh, deputy mayor over the last 144 days, I have done more than 120 events across all 25 wards in the city of Toronto. And I will say that one thing that really pops out is just how interconnected our city is. So when you're in Etobicoke, uh, people come out and say, hey, you know, my sister lives in your riding or I own a business in your riding or um, I work out there. So, you know, we live, work and play across the whole city. And so it's been really wonderful to see those interconnections of the people. Were there any surprises during your, your time? And by that, actually, what I'm asking about are like, you know, buildings that you saw that you'd never seen or neighborhoods that you hadn't spent much time in. Uh, was there anything that made an impression on you? Certainly, I think food and bakeries and, you know, you're at an event, you stop, you grab a coffee and you realize, oh, wow, I think this is the best coffee I've ever had. And I, I wasn't great at writing down a lot of those locations. So it's going to be a little bit of a treasure hunt, I think, to, to try and find some of them again. Uh, but uh, there were always surprises and, uh, you know, especially bumping into like old friends from, you know, elementary school or high school and they're coming up to you and saying, hey, we went to school together. So um, those are also unexpected surprises. Is there anything formal that happens today? I mean, I know Olivia Chow gets sworn in, but is there a secret handshake or, you know, do the two of you have to go knock on the wall three times? No, there's no secret ceremony. Uh, she has a nice public ceremony that I look forward to attending today and she signs her paperwork. Uh, I still continue as deputy mayor uh, for the short term anyway, at least. And uh, I did ask if uh, she wanted me to have a role in the next council and she said yes. So I'll be still helping to shepherd through those items that went through committee up until yesterday with executive at the next council. But beyond that, uh, I don't know what any roles are going to be. Do you expect to be reappointed as deputy mayor? I have no idea what her intentions are around any of that. I yeah. think she's um, meeting with each of the councillors one-on-one, finding out what we're interested in, and uh, she'll have some big decisions to make around all of that. Well, it certainly doesn't see or seem from the councillors I've spoken to so far that there's any kind of score settling. I mean, it's part of the public record. You supported another
another candidate uh, who lost, and Olivia Chow wins. She could go to City Hall, I guess, and say, I'm going to show you all, but it doesn't seem like that's happening yet. No, we've heard her say publicly, you know, several times she wants to work together. And we know that council can work together. We have seen that over the last five months. We pushed through over 500 items through council, working together, finding common ground, finding consensus. And I know that we will continue to do that under the leadership of Mayor Olivia Chow. Is there any comfort in sort of being able to hand all this stuff off? I mean, now, in, you know, people complain about stuff happening in your ward, but you're not going to get the gears over something happening on the islands. Yes, I think in that sense, uh, you know, it is a big city. Uh, there are big challenges. There are, you know, lots of residents that have issues. And um, I don't have capacity in my councillor office with my staff of six to answer all of those emails from, from citizens across Toronto. I did enjoy doing that for the last five months, but she will have a big team that is there to help out with that. Okay. Do you do the, you know, the, when a president's leaving, they leave a letter on the desk full of advice. You didn't do that? I left a plant and I left a card. <laughs> and in particular in the card, I will say that I am so happy that this city will be led by a woman and it is the first uh, woman mayor for the amalgamated city of Toronto. What are we going to do about the budget? I mean, what would you support should Olivia Chow, for example, say we're going to raise the mill rate by such and such an amount? So the report that's going to come to uh, Mayor Chow's executive next month and then to council in September, the, the report was ready. She has asked that that comes to a special meeting so that it can be considered on her own, which I think is wise because it is a big report and we have some big decisions to make. It will be divided into three buckets. And so the first bucket will be things the city can do to find further efficiencies. Now, we've done a lot of that over the last three years, but there are some things, for example, around procurement and, you know, procuring with our GTA partners so we can drive some costs down, for example. The second bucket is looking at revenue tools, the revenue tools that are available to us, plus the ones we might like to have in the future. And the third bucket is looking at who's responsible for what. And there are many things that the City of Toronto is paying for that we are not responsible for and are the responsibility of the province and the federal government. So we have to look at how we can get those costs on that. And a very good example about that, very visual visual, very tangible right now is refugees. Yep. It is a federal responsibility, federal responsibility and they need to step up on it. And then mental health, which is the province's responsibility. Absolutely. So there's many different programs where the city of Toronto has been plugging the holes, trying to fill the gaps. And we do that because we care about the residents of Toronto. It is the right thing. But these are areas of provincial and federal responsibility. They should not be paid for from the property tax base. We need those levels of government to step up. Okay. So having tried on the pants, are you interested in in the whole suit. Um, you've been an interim mayor. Do you have ambitions to be the mayor? So everybody wants to ask me that question. I will say I am 45 years old, so I still have a long runway of things. So I don't want to box down on anything today. I am really, really looking forward to going back to serving the residents of Scarborough Rouge Park 100% of the time. That is what I signed up to do. That is why I did not run for mayor in this election. I also signed up to be deputy mayor um, after uh, Mayor John Tory asked me to do it. That is why I, what I did for the last five months. So I'm looking forward to serving Rouge Park, reconnecting with family, reconnecting with friends and uh, a much anticipated vacation after No more canceled. car and driver for you, though. Yes, I know. You have to say goodbye I to my know. friend Greg. I know your friend Greg. It is it is quite uh, the friendship that the two of you have, um, but uh, I know that I will still be able to be friends with everybody. Are you optimistic about our city? 
I am always optimistic about our city, and that is because of the the people that I have met during the last five months. The talent is incredible in the city. Um, the kindness, the warmth. The people of Toronto are fantastic, and they are going to continue to do fantastic things working together. Okay, well, Nick Marano has put together some exit music for you. Here we Amazing. go. Break me up Thanks for this. Glad we could put a smile on your face. He just wants a picture and he's too scared to ask because his mom's a big fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer McElvey, the Deputy Mayor of Toronto.